Welcome to the Horgasm Podcast, the show where the serial killer isn't coming for you, you're coming for them. I'm Nick, and this is my co-host, Allie. What's up, what's up, Miss Tasty? And we got another special guest today. We have Alana's friend, Jess. Woo-hoo. Hey. Thank you for joining us, wherever you are. Yeah. On this lovely afternoon, morning, wherever you're listening. I yeah. usually listen at night. I usually wait until ours come out on, like, Friday, I guess, at midnight, and then listen. That's my favorite thing to do. Mine's kind of a, whenever I go out, throw on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I listen at work, too. I just, I don't know. It's nice to fall asleep listening to something. I listen to a couple that are, like, myths and legends. So Ooh. it's, like, really interesting to just kind of, like, have somebody basically lull you asleep. Ooh. It's interesting. And I was listening, what was I doing? I was on Instagram or something. And um, <laughs> this ad popped up. For, I think it's called Mood or Calm or something. And it's, like, a meditation kind of an app. But one of the people, their spokespeople is Nick Offerman. Like who's in Parks and Rec and all that kind of stuff. And he's um, his tag is like, I guess I have one of those voices that puts people to sleep. <laughs> Thumbs up. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So, like I said, we have a special guest here again today. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited to join us, obviously. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, so Jess, um, for Talking Top, we wanted to start out with um, kind of you, and I know that you don't watch a ton of horror movies, but I know you've watched a few, and you do yeah. like to watch movies, because it's like half of what we talk about is movies and TV, mm-hmm. so how did you kind of like start watching horror movies? Um, well, the first one that I watched that I was actually liked was like Scream. Interesting. So the Scream That's a good one to start with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. where it's not like the only point is to scare you. Like, there's also comedy. It's also kind of has a bit of commentary to it. Yeah, Scream's a good one. That's one with, like, Drew Barrymore and then... Yeah. The, like, the hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Courtney Cox. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, it's been a minute. That's kind of just, like, when it came to Friends, like, that was her big role. Everyone knew Courtney from the movies. She was in um, Ace Ventura and Scream. Really? Ace Ventura? Yeah, she was the, the... Dolphins, like, PR girl. Right, yeah. Okay. Oof. So, Back in the day. <laughs> so Jim Carrey slept with two out of all the friends now. He slept with Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Yep. And Courtney Cox. Good for him. Yeah. I, I mean, so. I would have chosen Phoebe personally, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Right. Who wouldn't? Yeah. I, I'm a Phoebe guy. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so you started with Scream, yeah. and I know you've watched a couple, like, we've talked about It and stuff like that. Yeah. So, Steve, some yeah. Stephen King ones. Yeah, more like Thriller, like, okay. like It, right? Like, okay. where it's not, like, the only yeah. point is to, like, jump scare or whatever. I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big jump scare person either, like I've talked about before. I, I, I don't know. There, there's more to it than just jump scaring people. I prefer more um, thrillers. And, like, we talked about before, like, the psychological thrillers, not so much the jump scares, which is, I think, why The Grudge wasn't really my jam. And, like, every once in a while, jump scare will get me. Like, when I went to see Doctor Sleep, there were a couple that were like, ugh. Like, you just kind of don't expect them. But I feel like they just set them up just so you can be scared. I hate that. Yeah. I hate being scared on purpose. Yeah. Oh, that's the best part. But I wanted to, like, I don't get scared by that kind of stuff, which I think is why I'm waiting for, like, like, the the golden movie that will scare me. Because I get more scared by, like, the sinister and the, that kind of stuff where it's, like, just creepy. 
and creepy kind of like kids and psychological and like, ugh, yeah, that kind of stuff. Well, there's a few out there that could probably do it. Um, I'm sure. Children of the Corn might, might do it for you. I don't, we'll find it. We'll find it. There's lots it's to go there. through. Lots of orgasms <laughs> to be had. <laughs> we'll find it. Yep. Yeah. So Nick, you have a pretty interesting uh, topic to talk about this week. Well, since we watched uh, They Live today, we kind of did a little dive into other famous John Carpenter films. And yeah. he did like a bunch of the Halloweens. Yes. He's known for The Thing. Um, what else do I have here? He's, uh, not so much horror would be, um, uh, Escape from LA, Escape from New York. I really liked, uh, he was, um, part of, I was talking about it before, Body Bags, which is kind of like yeah. a creep show sort of a thing. The Fog. Oh, he okay. He did Christine. Fun. Um, let's see, uh, Vampires. John okay. Cole, I loved him in Vampires. Hmm. So does he stick mostly to horror, did you find? Yeah. Yeah. I say he's got quite a few, quite a few directed horror movies. Okay. Um, there's a few more action, like Escape from LA, Escape from New York is more action. I think the one we watched today was a little bit more on the action side than on the horror side too. Like I totally yeah. think that there was horror elements to it, but like you were saying, I think it is more of a thriller kind of. Yeah. And very actiony. You said partway through that, you know, what if Arnold Schwarzenegger was in this? And I was like, you know, he would fit in perfect, like a corny eighties movie. That's where he's most happy. Yeah, and I like protagonist who like doesn't talk. <laughs> yes, for, exactly. Like, yeah. Care like or se sentences at a time. That's says funny one-liners. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it kind of sounds like he belongs here. Yeah. Yeah, like imagine Arnold saying, um, "Here to chew bubble gum," and in kick ass him a little bubble gum. Like <laughs> I could see it working. <laughs> yes. But it's almost too much for him to say. Okay. Like he needs. He has to have the little shorts, like short sentences. Yes. Yeah. You know, like you know. Like the old um, uh, Mr. Freeze. What killed the dinosaurs? The ice age. <laughs> exactly. Or, um, or even with uh, Commando, he throws a knife into some guy. He's like, stick around. Like, remember how I said that was going to kill you last? Yeah, yeah, you did. I lied. <laughs> ah. I have a lot of them. <laughs> Can we watch an Arnold movie? Let's just stop it. Let's yeah. just watch an Arnold movie. <laughs> I think, well, I think it did any horror. I think the closest would be End of Days. That'd Predator? Ah, uh, yeah. I yeah. Think I think maybe... End of Days, I agree with. End of Days could be seen as horror. Yeah. Um, Predator? I'm sure Predator's in the sci-fi horror category. I think so. If we are considering Alien, I would say that they're definitely in the same vein. Oh, definitely. Vein, hey? yep. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, but John Carpenter. Okay, back to John Carpenter. <laughs> I've seen, yeah, obviously Halloween we've watched. But it, it's he's got the same sort of feel to his movies, especially, like, with this era. He's got, like, the, some of the shots, the music I thought was great. Oh, yeah. So one thing he does really well is music and soundtrack. Yep. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Have you seen any other John Carpenter movies? Oh, I've seen The Thing. Okay. I'm a big fan of, of that one, yeah. too. So, yeah. yeah. No, I think it's really good. It's... It's cool to see, like, some commentary in some, like, 80s movies where you're, like, it has that 80s movies feel. But <laughs> yes. you're, like, oh, okay, we're actually getting into some, like, issues here. And, right. Like, talking For sure. about things and, like, trying to communicate something. Yeah. Yeah. That, I like that about that movie, that it's kind of trying to say something, but not so in your face. Like, they talk about oppression and, like, racial discrimination and, you know, keep people powerful and rich and, you know, the world goes down, capitalism, yeehaw. 
right? It, it's interesting to kind of have that undertone, you know, yep. that aliens are like controlling us and making us spend and obey and control. And, it also yeah. has a bit of like a matrix feel where yes, everyone's kind of much. plugged in. No one knows what's really going on. It's just all controlled by those who are doing the controlling. For sure. And, and, and they're mingling around, kind of doing their own thing. So it's, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think I made a couple jokes during it that I thought it was very matrixy. But I think that that's on purpose. You know, well, not on purpose, but it's, I don't know. I think just because the matrix was such a big thing and this was probably not. I hadn't really heard of it until you had brought it up, Nick. Actually, when it was out, it was number one for, I think, a week. Really? And it just kind of dropped away. And even John Carpenter still can't believe that for one week, this movie, for like a budget of five million, yes. was That's on awesome. top. I think also, you know, they had Roddy Piper as the lead and um, Keith David. Keith David, <sighs> he's in there. One of my loves. And Love uh, Meg, Meg Foster. Like, yeah. Three, three pretty big names. You know, yeah. Roddy didn't do a big amount of acting much after mm -hmm. this. He did mm -hmm. some, mm -hmm. but uh, he wasn't like at a level like with The Rock. Sure. He was also, you know, former wrestler, now huge actor. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's interesting when they kind of make the um, the jump over to a film like CM Punk just had that girl on the third floor or whatever come yeah. out. Yeah. Which it just came out on PlayStation. I saw it the other day. We should watch that. We should add that. We add should definitely list. add that. Um, but it it seems to be a thing. But it's it's all across like pop stars like Lady Gaga is now coming in. She did the Star Is Born. You know, um, Ariana Grande. She was Grande. on American Horror Story. Was she not? That too. She was in American Horror Story Hotel. Ariana Grande was in. A season of Scream Queens. Um, I mean, obviously she started out as an actress too. But I, I you know, like that, just that they, they want to be so multi-talented, multi-faceted. And especially when uh, these days, when you want to be an actor, you have to be able to act, dance, sing, mm -hmm. everything. You have to be a jack of all trades or you don't even get noticed. So, and you have to be pretty and thin and, oh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, you have to be, like, a perfect human. I don't know how people do it. Ugh. Okay, well, should we get into They Live? I think so. Let's do it. Okay. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. So this week we watched They Live, which is a 1988 um, film, obviously directed by John Carpenter because we just talked about him to death. Um, fun movie, hey? Yeah, kind of it's a, a good, movie. it's a good classic. It is. It's a fun watch. It's one of those sort of like actiony horror movies, and um, <laughs> sci-fi sci action. Yeah. yeah, with like just enough like bad acting that it's funny and enjoyable. Like, the kind of, and, like, so stereotypical, like, explosion scenes where it's, like, Ugh, and fighting. I love it. Yeah, it was good. It's a good 80s movie, for sure. Yeah, the one fight scene in this, they um, parodied on South Park. Yes. So well between uh, Jimmy and, and Timmy. Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. When you mentioned that, I've seen that episode. I love that episode. Um, but I didn't realize that until you mentioned it. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It sure is. And uh, even the, the line, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, was on Duke Nukem. And yes. they got it from this movie. Yes, and I recognize that, for sure. Um, that was, because as soon as he's like, he said the line, I was like, oh, is that from Duke Nukem? Or did Duke Nukem take it from this movie? And you said, yeah, he took it from this movie, yep. which is a great, there's so many good one-liners in this. 
<laughs> I wrote lots of them down. We'll talk about them as they come up. Oh my gosh. So Jess, how did you hear about this movie? Well, you guys told me about it. <laughs> but I watched the trailer before and uh, I didn't know anything about it. And then sure. I was like, oh, John Carpenter. Well, right. I, I can definitely sit through a John for Carpenter sure. movie. So for sure. Yeah. Awesome. And Nick? Oof. Probably mid-90s. Okay, fun. Yeah, I remember, again, I know why I came across it when I used to go through my VHS horror movies where I'd flip through, but... Yes. Um, yeah, I never, really wa I never actually watched the whole thing until today. Oh, interesting. I, you I've just heard kinda... of it. Yeah, I've, I've heard of it. I knew about it. I've watched clips of it. Sure. But I've just, I never watched the whole thing start to finish. Hmm. And now I have, and I, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, it was enjoyable, for sure. Yeah, I um, found out about it when you brought the movie up here, <laughs> and I kind of just looked at the front cover, and I was like, huh, it's interesting, because the front cover is like a pair of sunglasses kind of down on the guy's nose, and in the reflection of the sunglasses is these like alien creature-looking things. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. I thought it was going to be scarier. when you As soon as I see monsters, I assume it's going to be scary. But just because of like chud and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But like this could have almost been like a Outer Limits episode. For sure. Or, or uh, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone yeah. is what I was going to say. For sure it could, yeah. Yeah, like it's, they made enough of it to work for a movie, but I don't know. It just... Yeah, you could have cut out the parts, like the gratuitous fighting scene that was like 20 minutes long. Probably could have done that. It was supposed it. to be 30 seconds. But then I think uh, Piper and David were like, let's let's make something fun of this. And sure. they did. <laughs> and it's a good little fight scene. It's a scene. good scene, yeah. It is. It is. It's just, I think just because we're so used to um, faster kind of moving movies these days. Yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, okay, one of them's on the ground after yeah. like two minutes. And then it's it like, was, it was and again. slowly get and up again. and like, yeah. oh, okay, they're doing it again. Yeah. It had kind of a slow plotting plot. For sure. It, it kind of worked. I for sure agree, yeah. Yeah, it was just part of the the bestique of the movie. I <laughs> yeah. think it really worked. Yeah, for sure. I loved it. <laughs> <sighs> so then let's go with the, uh, the characters. Let's there's only it. three main. Yes. Um, there's the main character, Nada. Yes. Which is his name. It basically means nothing. Do they say his name ever in the movie? Nope. No. Okay. Nada. That's cool. It goes by Nada. <laughs> and that's played by Roddy Piper. Yes. Who was born here in Saskatoon. Which I actually, he was, that. I think he was close to where we live. Oh, really? Yes. Same awesome. with Stu Hart. Stu Hart was just lived just over by the uh, the school over there. Oh. Oh, okay. Yep. Does he visit Saskatoon, do you know? Like, does he ever come back, or? I, I don't think so. No? The, well, Piper passed away, I think, a couple years ago. Sure. So. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I don't think he has any family. Here anymore? Here anymore. I don't okay. think so. Okay. I don't know. I, I've yet to finish his biography, which is really a really good read. Oh, okay. It's about his children. They kind of talk about his starting out in Saskatoon and the his he went to boxing and uh, then became a wrestler. Okay. When did he move away from here? Oh, his early. Early in his life. Early teens. Oh, okay. Okay. He just up and took off and went. He went to Winnipeg, I think, when he was thirteen. And people people argue that oh, he's from Winnipeg. Well. Maybe, but he was born in Saskatoon. So right. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. We claim him. That's right. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Frank, who we 
who's played by Keith David. Yes. He's a lot of voice work. He was also... Love he, him. He's been a few uh, John Carpenter movies. He was in The Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's other, other ones he was in. Yeah. Um, I um, yeah. I know him as doing the voice of The Arbiter in Halo. Yeah. And he also does the voice of Captain Anderson in the Mass Effect series. And he's awesome. It's and just... His voice is the best. Like, it's yes. just such a good voice. It's like the guy who does... um, What's his name? He's so famous. Third Vader. James Earl Jones. There you go. He's got a voice <laughs> like that. Like, who does, like, Mufasa as well. Yeah. He, was, he also did uh, the voice of Spawn in the HBO right. cartoon series. Yeah. Which was a... He did a great job with that. Yeah. Yeah, he's just got one of those, like, velvety voices that's just so easy <laughs> to listen to and so good for voice acting. Like, he never changes it. It's always the same voice. It's not like Mark Hamill, who does a different voice every time. It's always he's the same so voice. so talented. Right? Yeah, he knows what his moneymaker is. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's like, you know, I've, I've listened to um, people who do voice acting, like famous people who do voice acting and stuff. And um, they say it's so much better than acting acting because you can go in with your hair a mess, you're wearing sweatpants and you just talk, yep. mm-hmm. just read your script and talk. Yeah. So um, it's not as much fun because you don't get to actually interact with people. Cause you know, even when in the movie people are talking to each other, when you're voice acting, you're not there with anybody else. You're just arguing with yourself. Yeah. That's... <laughs> It can be fun at times. Right? I do that all the time every day and never get paid for it. So I feel no. a little gypped, but... Well, there's another crew for you. Go become a voice actor and just argue with yourself. I could do that. I'm sure I could. Oh, yeah. And last we have Holly, played by Meg Foster. Okay. And she's done a few other movies. She was in uh, Jeepers Creepers 3. Oh, um, we haven't others. got to that one yet. Nope. I think we watched one and two, right? Yep. Yes. Didn't know there was a three. It, it's a little bit of controversy surrounding... Ooh, tell me. Uh, director had some, I think, pedophile things going on there. Oh, so, so, yeah. That's too bad. That sucks. Who was the director? Oh, I forget his name. Oh. When we, when we do it, we'll Well, that's like the thing up. with Rosemary's Baby. People are like, oh, Roman Polanski. Mm-mm-mm. Isn't yeah. he the one? Yeah. Yeah. But see, the people can't... You can't really throw the movie under a bus for something the director did or an actor. Yes, right. it's it's horrible. It's you know it's really really bad. But it's a movie. It's not centered around their actions. Yeah, I think if like it's hard. I think because he probably still gets royalties. Uh, so you kind of right. So you kind of got to pick you, your battles. You'd have to. There has to be some way though for them not to. You download it, you illegally download it, and say, fuck you, Roman Polanski, that's how you do it. Well, and his whole thing was, like, he never really, like, paid for what he did. That's exactly it, he ran away. He kind of got on a plane and was like, peace. (laughs) And bye. Try and extradite this. Yeah, Yeah, he just never had to, like, face the consequences of what he did. Yeah, right? Some people. Some people. Some people's directors. Yeah. God. Anyways, uh, Rosemary's Baby just got added to Shutter, so I might watch it. Ooh. Side note. Ooh. Don't judge me. No. I don't listen to R. Kelly or Chris Brown anymore so I can watch one Roman Polanski movie. Right? I think that's Okay, perfect. It's okay. my trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so should we get into the movie? I think so. Yeah. Watched it. It was, it was fun. We, uh, we open on uh, Nada Walking. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just he's got his backpack with his sleeping bag and a little bit of everything, some tools we find out, and he's wandering. He's just a wanderer. Yeah. I'm a wanderer. I saw that coming. 
<laughs> so yeah, he's coming in and just new from due to the city, mm-hmm. and uh, he's looking for work. Yeah, goes to a construction site and asks one of the guys who hired him, and it's like, well, this is a, a, union, a union job. job. Yeah. And what I don't know what he's trying to say by that. Is he saying like I can't hire you? Like I need to talk to somebody else? I think so. I think you have to be. His his workers are hired on by the union. They're getting waged by the union. I see. By him hiring someone new is kind of breaking union rules, but right. Um, I guess when they looked over, all the other workers were a bunch of Fil- not Filipino, um, Mexican. Sure. They're just kind of joking around, not really doing their job. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> unions. Like, not, not, not kind of said to the said to the the foreman there. Well, where's where's the uh, where's your guy in charge? And where's your site manager? Site or something? manager. Yeah. yeah. I think he kind of talks his way onto the job. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Which is good. And then we meet um, Keith David, who I guess is Frank. Yep. Yeah. And they form a little bond. First, we get like a nice like Roddy Piper doing like manual labor. <laughs> this big bulging muscles. <laughs> Just that. that. Yeah. yeah that definitely. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice shirtless shot. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> you can appreciate a nice shirtless man, a nice sweaty shirtless man. Sure. Grease cinema. Uh, we, we get some boobs at the end, so it's a good thing. It's true. you got to even it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, uh, the day's over, and, uh, you know, Frank, he's, he's a nice guy. He, yeah. Uh, you know, just kind of gives now the heads up. If you want some food or something, uh, you know, there's a place over over here. And mm-hmm. so... Nada kind of follows Frank, and Frank's a little nervous about that. Yeah. And why are you following me? I don't, I don't go somewhere else. I know where he's going. Yes. So, <laughs> fair enough. And you go to this kind of homeless little, not a, not a shelter, more of a... Like a camp. A it's camp. like a community, yeah. 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 yeah, it's like one of those yeah homeless communities that are in L.A. now. Where it's just kind of like a bunch of makeshift homes, yeah. bathrooms, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, and they get some food in them, and... Uh, there's a, they have a TV set up and yeah. they're watching and then they're, while they're watching, someone kind of hacks on and there's this broadcast telling people that uh, it's, it, they're all, it's a lie. Yes. Very matrixy. This is when you start to feel a little matrixy. Yeah. It's like, they're like, you know, we're being repressed. There's, you know, um, uh, racial oppression and they're keeping the people down and, you know, they want to keep us sedated and sleeping and. And it's weird because they look, um, Roddy Piper's kind of half watching the TV and then looks across the street and the preacher, who we see in a quick shot in the beginning, is mouthing along to the words on the TV. Yeah. And he's Which like, Which I didn't Ugh. get at first. I'm like, what's, what's he? Was he like a prophet? Is he kind of manipulating what's going <laughs> yeah. on? And uh, the, the screen kind of goes away, well, goes back to normal. And those who are watching kind of, my head hurts. You know, yeah. Oh, I have a headache. Yeah. And uh, the... Some guy kind of helps preacher across the street to the little church across the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, Piper is not. He's like, well, a little mental note. Yeah. And uh, next day he sees them kind of mucking around. He kind of asks about it and some some late late night uh, choir practice. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, they, they got to do their work and they got to get good at it. He's like, yeah, three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so Nada kind of, he went and sneaks in. Mm-hmm. And he's snooping around, and he finds out that all the singing is a recording. Yes. It's a front. Yep. And there's these chemicals there's around lab. there. Yeah, it's yeah. a lab. We're thinking, oh, meth lab. Yeah, we thought meth lab, because that's, you know, where your head goes yeah. in 2019. Yeah. yeah. But no, that's 
a bunch of um, like sunglasses that yeah. we made and boxed up. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, you know, Roddy kind of takes a little notice of that and starts watching the rest of the day. He grabs those binoculars and just watches. Yes. So he, he does that and um, yeah, he... Yeah, and so it's Keith David comes over to talk to him, and he's like, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, like, mind your own business. You know, we I keep my nose in my business. You keep your nose in yours, and every, nobody gets hurt, that kind of stuff. And then um, he's like, screw you, kind of, and keeps watching with his binoculars, and we yeah. do a cut to nighttime. And all these, like, this helicopter comes, and all these police come and start, people in the house start, like, driving off and running off, or not the house, the church. And then this big bulldozer comes and starts just taking out the whole, all these shelters, all these little homes and whatnot. That's kind of mean. Yeah, super mean. Nobody grabs anything. They're just, like, running for their lives, because this bulldozer's, like, like, wrecking shit. Yeah. So. And they run and uh, they, they kind of hide in this other little house and next day people are trying to you know, kind of clean up and grab what they can and uh, Roddy just kind of goes back into the church yep. and uh, he kind of kicks in his little hidden hidden trap door <laughs> and uh, grabs a box out of there yep. and heads off to an alley and opens it up. He's like, our sunglasses, thinking he thinks that there's something else inside. So he right. goes to the bottom to sunglasses. So he kind of hides them in the garbage and takes one for himself and starts walking around with them on. Like he was thinking drugs too, right? Oh, totally. For sure. Okay. He was, he, I think he was thinking, well, maybe I can use this and you know get some money. Or, I was going to say, find something, sell it. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Or, like, or turn, like drugs. I almost turn him in, but just right. You know, try and get himself a little boost. Yes, for sure. Because he's just trying to make money. This yeah. whole movie, really. Yeah. Trying to make 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 ends meet and just survive. Yeah, we don't get a ton of backstory from him, no. do we? No. None. His All name th- is not Alana. Obviously not. <laughs> All I know is that uh, Frank has a wife and, ki- and kids. kid from in another Denver? city. Is it in Denver? Uh, Michigan. 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 Yeah, okay. And uh, as Nas walked around with the glasses on, he sees that things are different with the glasses on. He looks at a sign and says, Obey. Yeah. Takes the glasses off. It's just a regular, you know advertisement mm-hmm. looks another one where it's a big some girl on a, on a beach puts the glasses on it so it um pr- oh re- that one said reproduce. marriage and reproduce marriage and reproduce mm-hmm. yeah and he takes off he's like well that's funny and yeah uh, i wrote a couple of them down they're they're interesting but there's yeah these signs all over and then he goes to a newsstand and yes. they're just all f- covered with just sublimable messages yeah i wrote some of them down yeah it's uh obey no independent thought the reproduce and marriage stay asleep yeah. like there's so many different like sayings kind of they're really really pushing how... which is like really interesting because isn't that really just advertising mm-hmm. right yeah yeah like we've taken a marketing class and that's exactly what it is is it's just a nicer way of selling things yep really and that's exactly it. Is like even with quick off topic, even with like the diet industry and everything is like, you know, they're not saying you have to be skinny. If you're not skinny and pretty, shame on you. But all of the people that, you know, are being paid for their looks are skinny, thin models, right? Yeah. Like it's just a subliminal kind of this is what you have to be obey. No, don't think about it too hard. Don't think about what your body actually needs. Put it in starvation mode and get thin. Mm-hmm. Right? 
This, I'm telling you guys, this movie's deep. <laughs> it's like, I feel like that English teacher where it's like, oh, and he saw a blue door, and I'm like, what does it mean? <laughs> well, for his time, it is pretty deep. It, it is. does really kind of touch on, the, it was also a time for a political movie. Of course. For, I think it was 88, so that was, Bush took over from Ronald Reagan, I believe. I wasn't alive. <laughs> I was. So I'm pretty sure this was the, uh, election for sure. yeah from from reagan to bush and um yeah it's it does have a very real scary yes you know truth to it yes so. and like these people are hiding in amongst everybody pushing yeah. their product pushing riches yeah. pushing like and that's the thing is if you listen to what the alien people are saying it's always like oh she missed this class oh you should buy this cream it'll make you look younger Oh, you should do this. Like, it's that suggestion. You know, not saying, like, obey. Like, you should do this, human. <laughs> They're saying, oh, you know, you should try this. Oh, you should yeah. go to this class. Yeah, keep spending money and yeah. keep getting us richer and those helping us richer. Exactly. Making the poor poorer and the middle class poorer as well. Yeah. And that everyone should want to be rich. Yes. And yeah. should aspire to be that. And that's the thing is the guy at the end is like... You know, everybody wants to be rich. You can't tell me you don't want to be rich. Like, that's what everybody wants. Yeah. But, like, like there's different kinds of rich. You could be, you know, rich in love, rich in family, rich in time, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, I... Ah, <laughs> money. Yeah. But, you know what? Speaking of money, when it has... When the one um, guy is hand paying for something at the newsstand, the money says, like, like, this is God or something. What does it say? This God. is your God. Or yeah, this uh, is your yes, God. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And isn't that telling, like, honestly? Oh, very. Which is so interesting because the, the priest character, yeah, he's blind. blind. And so he's like, you don't understand. I can see now. I can see. And it's like, okay, so like. Yeah, didn't he say, like, uh, I've lost my eyes, but God has given me the ability to yes, see. Yes, now I can finally see yeah. or something like Feels that. Feels very daredevilish. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So we also nod on back back to the movie. Yeah, right, so, right, right, yeah, right, right. No, no. It's a little social commentary. <laughs> so Nod is back doing his thing. He's just snooping around, you know, trying to you know, see a thing with the glasses on. And he starts to notice that people are looking different. Yes. Some people have mm -hmm. a very, they have like big shiny eyes. They have their teeth kind of sticking out, blotchy kind of skin. Yeah, it's like they have no skin almost. Yeah. And uh, and he kind of, kind of it's starting to get, get to him. He thinks it's a joke. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes into a market, and uh, he's, just, again, he's still looking around, and he sees people, humans, and the, uh, the aliens interacting, and he kind of snaps a little bit. He uh, yes. starts insulting this one woman. Yeah, you look like your face was formaldehyde. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> and she goes for like a little like a walkie-talkie on her, like, her wrist. Yes. And says, oh, somebody got someone you can see. Yes, that's and, exactly, uh, yeah, I've got one that can see. Yeah. And they all kind of start looking at him and they follow. And they're all talking to their little wristwatches. Mm -hmm. Kind of giving a description. Yeah. And so he takes off. He runs. And uh, the police are after him. Mm -hmm. And they catch him in an alley. And he sees with the glasses on, oh, they're aliens too. Right. And they tell him, well, you can either go and have a little talk about this or I can splatter your brains. Yeah. And uh, Piper's like, or Nada. I'll call him Piper. Yeah, I, that's yeah. what I was doing. Ronnie Piper. He's Piper. He's Ronnie Piper. <laughs> Yeah, he flexes his big muscles <laughs> and beats them up. Beats yeah, up and he shoots yeah. them. He grabs a gun and shoots them both. Yes. And uh, he goes and grabs a shotgun from the cop car. And, and runs into the bank. <laughs> and go, and yeah, he's a kid. He goes to hide. 
And he's running yes. to the bank. Yeah. And he, one of the first, one of the best quotes, I'm here to keep gas quote. and chew bubble gum and yeah. all out of bubble gum. Yeah. And he starts shooting all the aliens. Mm-hmm. And of course, everyone else sees him as people. So they're like, oh my God, he's shooting people. Right. And the police are just chasing him down. And uh, he uh, finds this woman, Holly. Yeah. And kind of gets her to, to take him to her place, you know, to help him get away. Yes, exactly. So he does that. And he's kind of hiding out her place. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get her involved. But, you know, here, look at his glasses. Mm-hmm. And she kind of like, you know what? If, if I look at him, I'm going to tell you what you're going to hear what you want to hear anyways. Yeah, like so, you're the one with the guns. Yeah. yeah. And Holly is, like, super into him. Like, we can't even pretend that she's not eyeing him up and down. She's got some really creepy, you know... Uh, it's what? her voice. It's her tone. Oh, he has, like, a fetish for, like, kidnapping. Like, for what's, real. What's the, um... Uh, it's like being a beast. What's the, uh... Oh, Stockholm Syndrome? Yes. I swear it's Stockholm Syndrome. Just, just kicking in. She's like, ooh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but she's like... So just the <laughs> way she, she says things is not like, oh, you know, like... You have the guns. You do what I say. It's like, well, you have the guns. I'll do whatever you say. It's like, yeah. you don't got to say it like that, girl. Like, I get that you're <laughs> acting, but oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. that's why I was making jokes that like, yeah, this is obviously one of her fetishes. Just figure out your safe word and get in, like, get into <laughs> it. Because like, we can all feel it from here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she uh, goes and asks, can I get a drink? He's like, yeah, yeah, get a drink. And he's kind of nodding off. Like, he has the glasses off. Yes, it shows he up. Wait, talks wait. about what a headache he gets, yes. and that's why. He says it. it's like coming down off of a drug. Yeah. That's why he's so, like, out of it. Yeah. So she goes and gets uh, some wine, of all things, and stepping away, and... I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to drink if somebody kidnapped me, too. Oh, for sure. And uh, he manages, what do you do? Or he asks her, what, what do you do? She's like, oh, I'm with uh, TV. He's like, oh, great, I can get this out here. I can yeah. broadcast. And she smashed him with the... <laughs> bottle of wine and push him through the window pushes him out a window oh my god it's and like... he just falls and rolls away kind of stumbles and crawls to safety yes I want to pretend like Doesn't I wasn't even that take badass yeah, yeah exactly like gets up like yeah I didn't just fall 15 feet well yeah. he hears that the sirens coming and uh, the uh, she, he forgot the glasses yeah and we see Holly kind of sit, sit down and pick him up and uh, yeah yeah, and uh, so she's kind of looking at them, and you can tell that she's like, well, maybe I should have just put the glasses on. Yeah. But... Well, she, also, she called someone. I guess yes. it's the cops. Yeah. Do we guess it's the cops? Well, they, they showed up right away. Hmm. She, we're, we're left to assume she called the cops, but her first thing she said was, um, uh, yes, I'm all right. Yes. It's kind of a very strange thing to say. It's, yeah, a, a few of the things, other than her dress, which, like, obviously she would say her dress, that's when I thought it was the cops, but just some of the stuff she's saying is very, like, like, I don't know if maybe she was calling her employer, like, to talk, because, you know, if reporters, when something happens sometimes, I always think of, like, Nightcrawler or whatever that movie was with Jake Gyllenhaal. Was it, what was it called? I forget. Yeah, I think you're right. Something like that. And, because um, they want to get that story, right? Yeah. Like, this guy that has, um... Uh, what's it called? Just killed all these people at the bank. Kidnaps you. That's a great story. You know what I mean? So that's why I was thought. Well, maybe she's calling her somebody else. But she talks about her address. So I don't think she was a reporter. She was just like she worked at right, the uh, right. She just worked there. But the, still, you know what I yeah. mean? Like you could kind of get the story she, I got on a the big air story first. For you, yeah, exactly. So yeah, so Piper he kind of wanders off and he uh, and he's stumbling a bit. Yeah, so he's a heads little back. hurt. He he finds um, he goes to where he used to work yes. with Frank. And, uh, well, he, he goes to the garbage to grab more glasses oh. first. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. he lost his. That's right. He yeah. goes and get his first. Yeah. And he finds oh they they dumped it. Yeah. And luckily at the same time right then then the the um, trash truck garbage yeah. truck is there and he goes and crawls in grabs him grabs a box of what's left mm-hmm. and it was weird how they the the guys in the truck were just arguing with themselves all of a sudden they they dumped the truck the truck you bet and I don't know why they dumped the garbage they just did mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah. Nope. Nope. This is after he runs. He runs to Frank first. Yes, and says, and, "Yeah." And you know, here you gotta try. You gotta check this out. And Frank, I guess people have heard now. Mm-hmm. There, there's, um, there's, they have a uh, warrant out for him. Like there's a picture on the yeah. screen to look out for him. Yeah, and he's like, uh, "Man, you killed all those people! Like, get out of here!" Yeah, and Puzzle. and, and uh, Piper's like, "They're not people." Yeah. And uh, you know, Frank, he's a little upset. Like he's, you know, he's trying to stay neutral as possible. Yeah. He's not getting shit. Right. But he, he tracks him down, and uh, Piper, you know, he tracks him into the back alley when he has the, the, all the glasses. Yeah. And Piper's telling him, you got to put them on. you got to see. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't want your shit. Don't get me started. And mm-hmm. they start fighting. Right. They got the little fight scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, Piper gets him knocked out enough that he can put the glasses on and kind of forces up to look. He's like, see? See? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, and so he's convinced now. Yeah. And, you know. Frank can't believe he's like, well, how long have they been here? What is this shit? Mm-hmm. And uh, Piper's like, yeah, now you know. And uh, they exactly. go and they, they find a place to hold up at a hotel. And, yeah. And uh, they kind of hide there for probably a day or two. We yeah. Get, there's a bit of a time. A bit of a time lapse. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, they see the guy who was like the head of the sh- sort of shelter community, it seems. Like, he was kind of telling him to fix stuff and whatnot when they were there before. Yeah, he's one of the, the big heads behind the... Exactly. Because uh, the, the they're behind disrupting the uh, the, the TV and exactly. trying to get people to learn. Yes. And hear what's going on with yes. uh, the alien invasion. Exactly. So he kind of sees Frank in the hotel lobby, and he's like, oh, man, like, you know, you there's a meeting tonight at 11 p.m. You know, you guys should come, because he sees that he's got the glasses on as well. So, you know, they're, they took the red pill now, so they, they're yeah. all in it together. Yeah. <laughs> they're all in the big spaceship, it's whatever space. And so they're like, all right, well, let's get to this meeting. So um, off they go to the meeting, and as soon as they walk in, they actually get contact lenses <clears throat> instead of their glasses. And the woman is explaining that they work much better. And I don't know how. Well, I think, well, it looks like there's color now. Yeah, that's color. what I mean, is that, like, it's kind of, like, some less, of those shots are still in black. I, I think it's also, they kind of figured out that the sunglasses were a way to see them. Yes. So this is a way to, you know, be less, stand out less. Yeah. Because they're just, you know, talking about how they're going to fight back. Yeah, you look you, less like the Blues Brothers, and yeah. more like a normal yeah. And you should, you know, <laughs> they're, they're kind of discussing at the meeting how they should fight back, maybe spill some blood. Yeah. Which, you know, Piper did a lot already. Right. And, which was totally <laughs> ignored. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's... Uh, Trying to figure out, they're trying to do things more more subtle. Yes. Don't don't yeah. you know, don't make don't take risks. Don't get right. caught. I just have to go back because when they get to um, when they he, Frank first puts on his glasses, um, Roddy Piper <clears throat> says the line, um, "Life's a bitch and she's back in heat." <laughs> <laughs> and I just I was just going through my notes here and I was like, oh my god, I have to say that because it was That's so right. good. It was yeah. so funny. And it's like so quick in there too that he just drops these. It's oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> Piper does a great job in this movie. He right? really does. Did was he in many other movies? A few, nothing major. 
Nothing like this? No, nothing this big. Oh, that's too bad. Ugh. So, okay, so we got the contact lenses, we got the watches now. They've got watches. Right. Right, so they were talking about them, kind of, and um, they've sort of just figured out that that's how they communicate with each other, and they can also, like, Team me up, Scotty. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> when, when Piper's in the bank killing people, he gets someone in the corner. Yes. And he's kind of giving out a description of Piper. All of a sudden, he hits a button and he disappears. Yes. And so. they can't seem to figure out how to make the transport happen. Yeah. Which they never do in this movie, do they? They make they a big no. they do they, about they, it. It's um, it malfunctions. Oh, okay. Which we're coming, we're coming to right away. Okay, here. cool, cool, cool. Because um, they're told, you don't, yo, don't, don't let anyone follow you. Well, someone, yes. someone got tipped off, and the police just blow a wall, and they come in, guns blazing, and start killing everyone. Do you think it's Holly? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, really? Yep. Yeah. Like, Cause, so it's cause, not like a... Because when they're meeting there, Holly shows up, too. Because cause they right. mentioned how um, there's they're probably at the, the news station. Right. And she's like, nope, it's not there. It's clean. Okay. And yet that's where it was. Right. You're right. Yeah. So, and of course, Piper's like, oh, you see it now? Ha ha. Now we're going to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is, like, this is kind of talking away. Wall blows in. And yeah. uh, police come in and just blow. Sh- everyone gets shot. Everybody. And, yeah. And, and but uh, the resistance, we'll call them the rebels. Love it. Call them. Love it. They, um, they got guns too. There's a bunch of Uzis, machine guns, p- uh, pistols, handguns, everything. Yes. So they got some ways to fight back as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of grabs a gun. Um, Frank and Piper got guns and they kind of bolt out of there. Holly takes off. She just runs away. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so they kind of get trapped in a alley. Yeah, it's another alley. Yeah. And uh, they're trying to, you know, shooting them off, trying to get away. And they're arguing, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And uh, they can hear like the the... The friend drops a watch mm-hmm. and it says, oh, this has been uh, malfunctioning and a big hole opens up in the ground. Okay. So, cool. Cool. So Pepper's cool. like, well, all the way out is down. So they both kind of hop in and they're underground city. Yeah. They're in like a bunch of tunnels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is cool. But the, so they just start wandering around and there's like a voice over the intercom that it's like, oh, signs are in bilingual and blah, blah, blah. And so they, they get to the end of the hallway and it looks like there's like a big gala going on and there's a dude announcing and he's talking about how exactly like you said, Nick, like the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer and, you know, our profits are up 39% again this year and I was like, oh, that's a lot of percents. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's cool. And, um, yeah, so they, oh, there's another good line here. There's another good line. When um, they're just leaving the meeting... Um, he says it very quietly too. He says, uh, get set to sweat. feel like yes, we're going to start yeah, pumping yeah. iron like immediately. Yeah. So anyways, when they're at this gala ball thing, everybody's all dressed up, but, um, Frank and Piper are wearing like same clothes they've been wearing the whole movie, which is like Piper's in a plaid shirt and Frank's in just a sweater kind of type thing. And this guy walks up to them and he's like, oh, you know, you're so underdressed. Like, you know, you're sticking out kind of and oh, you know, I'm glad you finally got here. And I don't know, we, we, we're trying to figure out kind of where this guy was from. Like, we didn't yeah, really I, recognize I forgot him. To re- I think he was the uh, the foreman. Mm-hmm. Was he? Okay. Because, because uh, we're, we also learned that the um, aliens, they, they let people, like humans, 
know what's going on. Yes. If they help them out, they get promotions, they get money. Basically, they, they, they play on the greed. Yes. So if you help us out and you, uh, you know, follow Stay us, complicit. Yep, you will get rewarded handsomely. Mm -hmm. And I guess quite a few people and do. this is like corporate America. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he's, obviously he's a sellout. And he kind of shows him around. They show... Uh, that they uh, they can like teleport yes. to different planets. Like, they call it, like this like the third third world they've taken over. Yes. So they do that. Uh, he shows them to where the um, oh, what do they call the um, signals being broadcast, and he kind of just yeah, it's kinda, like a control room almost. Yeah, There's he, tons of TV, 80s TVs. Inadvertently, kind of spills the beans. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, trying to in Piper, you know, where's the where's the big signal? You know, where's it coming from? Can I, can I see the uh, can I be, go in there? Because I've never been into a, a, a a Never seen before. a TV stand yeah. set before. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, he's got a bunch of two aliens. Yeah, me and these boys, we're, we go way back. We're close. Yeah. And I was like, can my buddy uh, go in? He's like, no pass. Yeah, let me see your authorization pass. Yeah, you know that. And <laughs> They're like, here it is, and pull guns yeah, up. Shoot them. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love when action movies and like do that kind of stuff. Like, won't see my badge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so they're kind of running through, trying to find the main source of the signal. Yes. And uh, also he's asking, do you know Holly Thompson? Yeah. And so one lady, she's like, um, um, uh, um, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Puts it aside and uh, <laughs> they go into this other room. Where, where's like a big satellite? Where's the way to the roof? And they kind of point, oh, it's up the stairs. Yes. Okay, okay. So they head up the stairs and uh, they run into Holly. Yeah. And they're like, oh, great, Holly, you know, we're, we're headed to the roof. We're going to stop this. Ba, 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 ba. And Piper gets a little bit ahead of her and Frank yeah. and is running up to the roof because obviously he's jacked. And so they run to the roof and um, her and Frank are behind and they're talking about, uh, I don't know, getting up there. And she shoots him. Yeah. She pulls and, a gun from, you see her hands behind her back. And yes. Pulls out and nice cutaway shot. But the gun like put, puts a gun right to Frank's head and then cutaway to yeah. Piper. Boom. Yeah. And so he gets to the top and he's like, oh, like, like, where, where are you, Frank, Holly? And then she walks up and she's like, well, I'm here. And then she's got the gun and he's like, ah, yeah. what the heck? And she kind of, there's a little bit of exposition. And kind yeah, of, she just kind of explains a bit how, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's worth, you know, you're wasting your time. They're, yeah. they're, they've already they've taken over. So this is actually Holly. This has been her the whole time. Oh, it's yeah. not like... She's I'm an sure, alien I'm now sure. or something? No, no, she's human. Okay, so she's just She's just one of the, the... Double agent? No, just a collusion. Like, she's she's sure. with them. She helps them. Okay. That's why she got the big... Snitch. You know, it's color to catch you. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> in her case, snitches get shot. Yeah. yeah. Piper shoots her. Yeah, Piper shoots her. So. And, uh, of course, then uh, police helicopter shows up and warns him, you know... Don't do anything stupid or we'll shoot you. Mm -hmm. And Piper kind of like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. And uh, shoots the signal and it kind of blows up. As it's, and as he shoots it, they shoot him. Yes. And uh, Piper kind of, kind of like in shock, kind of just falls backwards. And yeah. A little bit of blood by his head. And as he's dying, he's giving the finger to the helicopters. <laughs> yeah. Which is so metal. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I was going to go out that way, I would do the exact same thing. And I got to say, like, I, I, I'm a sucker for a good story where everything's happy in the end. But I really like in this one how the main characters die. Yeah. 
because if you think about it, like, there's no way that they would have won this. You know what I mean? It's just too big. Yeah, it's too enveloped, like, when they talk about how this has been going on so long. It's, um, there's no way they could have done anything else. So, like, what are they going to do? You know, it kind of reminds me almost of, um, you know, in Running Man? Have you seen Running Man, Jess? Yeah, it's been okay. a minute, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How at the end, this underground movement kind of comes up and um, destroys the TV show, The Running Man. Right. It's like, okay, yeah, Arnold saved the day, hooray. But, like, what happens after? Yeah. Like, this is the government. Like, mm-hmm. this is the world. And, okay, <clears throat> you took down one TV show. Like, what happens now? Like, the good guy can't win in this movie. There's no way. Because you're not going to win against all the advertisers, all the police officers that are complicit, like everybody. You yeah. just can't. Anyone that you should be putting trust in, you shouldn't be putting trust in. You shouldn't be. There's nobody movie. that you can talk to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's what I think part of the reasons that this movie could be so scary is like anybody, if you don't have your contacts, like you you cannot wear those contact lenses forever. No. And if he can't find another pair of glasses, who do you trust anymore? Exactly. You can't even trust humans yep. because of Holly, right? Yep. Anyways, so that's <laughs> that's my little at the end there. But so so the end of the movie, he shot the tower. The signal's disrupted. So, yes. And basically, it's like a cloaking. Everyone sees him as normal. Yes. All the signs that say obey are all kind of, like they look normal. Yeah. Everything gets changed. So yeah. they can see him. And we see like... Uh, like, the people on TV, they become, like, they got the alien looks to their faces. We got yeah. some guy in the bar just kind of watching TV, and I was like... Everybody turns and is staring at guy? him while he's watching TV. <laughs> and it closes with this girl. She's quite topless. And she's, now she's mounted yes. on some guy. She's having some fun. Yeah. And uh, she'd see on TV, this is kind of weird. Why, why is that guy looking all funny? He looks down, and, and the guy's like, what's wrong, hon? And yeah. he's got the whole alien look to his face. And yes. she's just like, oh. <laughs> and... Yeah, roll credits. (laughs) You know what? That's a good way to end the movie. It is a good way to end the movie. Get some little bit of tits at the end. A little bit of boobs. Yeah. Just some boobs. Just some some obligatory boobs, because, you know, that's what makes a horror movie is gore and boobs, really. Mm -hmm. If I've learned anything from horror movies. (laughs) (laughs) Horror or horror movies? (laughs) Whatever you want it to be. (laughs) (laughs) I know, there's a a few movies this is very similar to, but I think they took the idea from, like, um, The Arrival. Okay. Same kind of idea. Aliens come over. They're yeah. trying to, um, uh, not not climatize, but um, kind of colonize the planet, make sure. it hotter for what they like. Okay. Uh, they got the same same idea. They already kind of are in. Yeah. Um, they don't know that they're aliens because they're transformed. Uh, it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And they're all you don't know who you don't know who to trust. But you know what? It also reminds me of Nick is Maximum Overdrive. Right? Like how they have these people coming in, like people, they use the trucks to kind of like, they were more getting yes. rid of the humans, yes. but it was the aliens were coming in ahead of time and getting the planet ready. And that's kind of what was happening here was there was more and more of them. Their wealth was growing. Yeah. Um, they were talking about, they did talk about climate a bit in this movie and how they were making it a little more, more ideal. More, yes. Yeah. So, which is weird. But, you know, when you think about it, like, it, again, it could technically, you know, if you wanted to be a conspiracy theorist, it could be happening. Oh, you know, we sure. have climate change going on, like it's getting hotter, ice caps are melting, maybe they like it hotter on Earth, right? These aliens. Same thing with with wealth, like it could be a whole thing, you know, like the wealth is is such a small percentage of the world owns the wealth. 
and you know, like, I don't know, it just could be a thing. Well, and I really like the whole theme of, well, I don't know if it's the theme, but of like how their whole gig is to turn people on each other. Yes. So it's not about like furthering the human race. It's about, you know, being rich and stuff like that. Yes. And um, I find it so interesting that this was made in the 80s because you still have like kind of the Cold War going on. Yep. Yes. And they do mention, like, how they try and, like, pit people against each other by, like, people calling other people communists if they want things that yep. are, like, basic rights for human people and things like that. And, yeah. And the homeless what they, problem and stuff like that. Absolutely. Didn't, didn't they do that? Didn't they, didn't they kind of say we're going to, for, like, the rebels, they kind of, we're going to be labeled, labeled as um, communists yeah. and, and yeah. terrorists. For sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. absolutely. And, and it's just a way to um, de de deflect blame as well, right? Kind of. Yeah, and we see that so much now, like with yes. what's going on in the States where there's all this misinformation going around and people end up blaming poor people for their problems. Right. And it's like, well, you know, if we really think about how much power, like those are such disenfranchised people, like let's look at the people that are actually making the laws, yes. enforcing the laws. And, and who have a lot of the wealth and power in the world. Yeah, what are exactly. they doing? Yeah. What are they doing to change? What are they doing to help? Right? Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. Well, it can also be seen as how um, they're trying to get more money. They're, right. using, they're using people's mm -hmm. fears. Climate change, the whole thing, that can be seen as also a fear factor or right. a fear mongering. Hey, do you want to help out? We're going to put a tax out there. Mm -hmm. Pay more money into it. We're helping out. Right, right. Who are we really helping? Right, that's exactly it. It could be so, said for anything, right? Exactly. Like next, like they could say, "Oh, we're running out of water. We're gonna have a hydro tax." Yes. You know, you're spending too much water. You gotta pay extra. Mm -hmm. Well, no. <laughs> that yeah. sounds a little silly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting how it could yeah, like you said, it could be spun in so many different ways. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that was a fun movie. That was a very thought-provoking. Oh yeah, for, movie. for sure. Again, like it's a more mental kind of movie. It, it really. For those who are really into the, um, the, this is like a good movie for those who are big into the conspiracy theories. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is a movie for them because it really gets you thinking, well, maybe, maybe this is, if this is kind of in the movie, maybe they're trying to make a, a statement. Maybe they're trying to get a secret message from the movie. For sure. Into like reality. Same with like the Matrix. People, for some sure. people actually think that we're in the Matrix. For sure. People believe that. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, Yeah. But I mean, you could also, and this is totally a thing. It's like, I, it's when I used to play The Sims, I always would think like, what if somebody's controlling what I do? Mm -hmm. And this is all a thing that I think about that I try not to think about because it breaks my brain about like free will. Like, do we actually have free will? And I, I think so. that this is an argument that you could have within this movie is, do you have free will or are you just, you know a slave to the capitalism to obey, to reproduce and marry. And, but I find like even marry and reproduce, that's go declining a bit, isn't oh, it? Yeah, like, people so. are not getting married as much anymore yeah. or having as many kids. Like even my, my grandma, she had tons of brothers and sisters. My mom had a brother and sister and then me, it's just my sister and I, yeah. you know, like it's the amount of children being had is and, getting smaller too. And even like in China, they have a one, one child max. Yes. You want to have more, you got to apply for it, you got to pay for it. Exactly. Because of overpopulation. Yes. Got, I, think, I think China's kind of got the right thing there. Mm -hmm. um, other countries, I think the more, you know, 
um, Iran, Iraq, um, that kind of India. Yep. Like they just popping out kids left, right, center. It is. Um, it's it's partly that. It's also partly um, like I think like you were talking about kind of the poor and the, like when you're poor and sometimes uneducated, it's the same thing in Africa. You don't have access to correct birth control. Yes. Or yeah. ideas behind it. You know, like you know, if you do this, this happens, sort of almost. Or you know, you're having kids that you don't yeah. want, like something. And you know, um, I, I don't know if you guys have seen The Handmaid's Tale. No. But I think, you know, when, when you look at what China's yes. doing, and as far as like having the government involved in your life, you look at it and you're like, okay, well, that's still not a good way to go. Like, it's, there's, you're, you're trading right? certain freedoms in order to have like this sort of collective society. Yeah. And, and you're not sure what that could end up being in the end. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's so many different ways to think about it. Like, I don't know. And uh, the, and the, the thing is, like, that I don't like. Like, I, I, I think it's interesting to have a cap on the amount of children because of the different, I don't know, cultures and the space like that they have in such a smaller country. Like Japan is the same thing. But what happens is you want a son. That's a thing. You always want a son. So with daughters, they start to like have birth in secret and like just leave them at orphanages and stuff so there's like you know for each step that you're taking that could be good there's also a bad side to it right because not everybody's yeah. going to follow the rules well and now so many years in there's such a larger <laughs> population of men in china yes that yes you have a, a large um quantity of people that that you know if you're straight you're not going to find a partner that's exactly it yeah crazy this became a very deep orgasm <laughs> i was gonna wow. say this is like yeah <laughs> wow long orgasm well let's try and get things back on track here yes um, which is you know having these little discussions nothing wrong it's good to have these Straight. pains yeah. out there but how how would you rate this alana out of five out of five i think it's a nice middle of the road movie i'd probably give it like a three i don't yeah i don't think it's like like it's not you know gonna make a resurgence and all that and People are going to be talking about it. But I think it is an interesting movie for people to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a like, fun movie. It's Even though we made it a little bit, like, more intense than it, it's, I think, intended to be, I think. Um, it's fun. It's like watching an 80s action movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. How about, you, Jess? how about you, Jess? Yeah, I'd give it a three. I think the 80s action movie thing is such a good, like... It's hard to hate. Um... <laughs> Like boat, I guess you would yes. say on the on the river to like actually like making a good commentary for sure. I think for the eighties, this was doing something that maybe you didn't see very often. I um think of it kind of like Blade Runner, where it was a very sure. dark, depressing movie, yeah. and it kind of drags you down. But this, because it was such a kind of a fun movie, you're yeah. exactly right. It's like a nice transport vessel to carry these really intense thoughts yeah. on, for sure. You, uh, I give it a three too. Awesome. It's, it's a good, it's a good movie. Uh, as a horror movie, yeah, it's lacking. Yeah, um, like the makeup for the aliens was probably the most scary. Yeah, there's hardly any blood. I wanted to know if the aliens bled differently or anything, but yeah. we don't see it. Yeah, the thing missed is, like, opportunity. Because most of the time, you know, when he's looking through the glasses, it's all black and white. Exactly. But when the signals turned off, you can see him in color. And they're kind of bluish. Yeah. With like like got scabbies for yeah. cheeks. It's a cool design. Yeah. Um, little you can you know, it's 
pretty obvious that they're wearing masks, but... Uh, and gloves. And, and gloves. They don't actually paint their skin, it's just gloves. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a fun movie. It's, Piper does a great job. You got uh, Keith David, who does, again, a fantastic job. Yeah. And uh, just really, like, sells it. Absolutely. He, he kills this movie. Yeah. He's a, such a good actor. I'm glad he was in this. I am too. So we have last is uh, Ichabod's Kill the Flick. You and there's, not, there's a few deaths, but nothing too oomph. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, that's definitely yeah. the Kill the Flick. I, I think, I think, what do you think, Ichabod? I think, I think, yeah, she she was like in the Nada's death. Absolutely. Death, it was the most important. Like, he Absolutely. kind of sacrificed himself for the uh, main reason. Yeah, I agree. He, um, he sacrificed himself, and I think at the very end, when he's, uh, again, like I said, lying there and then gives the helicopter the finger. It almost was like a throwback to, the, like, Terminator 2 when he's drowning in the magma and then this does the thumbs up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I always think of. Awesome, yeah. So that's why I kind of thought of that, is it kind of is a throwback to another 80s movie. With Arnold, who we've talked about a lot, should have been in this movie. Good old Arnold. <laughs> yes, and next week we are going to be doing, well, it's our Christmas special. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to be doing Gremlins. That's a good Christmas movie. Which I've never seen. You have not seen Gremlins. All I know is don't feed them after midnight, which I feel like is my rule too. So <laughs> I kind of <laughs> feel an affinity to them. So that's exciting. Cool. And we were kind of thinking Black Christmas or Gremlins, but I... Uh, you know what? It's a toss-up yet. Yes. Or we might be Gremlins, might be Black Christmas. You know what? A lot of viewers find out. Yeah. For a Christmas special. keep you guessing, because the new Black Christmas comes out, too. So. I've not heard anything good. I heard they Listen dropped it you. to PG-13. Oh, sad. Well, they with R-rated movies, it's more oomph. You get a little extra right? leeway with So someone's not dying with saran wrap around their face is what you're telling no. me. It'll be like a snicker bar in the nose or something. So sad. But you know what? We'll we'll we're still unsure which one to do yet. You and uh, let us know if you have an opinion. I would love to hear that. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you said before we also have a YouTube channel now. Oh yeah, we do. We made a YouTube channel. Ooh. That's our thing now. <laughs> we're on YouTube. Yeah. So if that's where you um, like to listen to podcasts, we can absolutely we're on there. You can just search us up at H O R R dash G A S M podcast. Orgasm. That's us. So uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. This episode was brought to you, as always, by our executive producer, Ichabod. We hope you enjoyed your orgasm as much as we all did, all three of us today. <laughs> Please don't forget to rate, download, and subscribe. Also, like and follow us on Facebook at Horgasm Podcast, Instagram at Horgasm, and Twitter at Gasm Whore. Like we said, if you have a movie you'd like us to review, this is the best way to let us know. We hope to see you again next week because we have such sights to show you. Plenty of orgasms for you. <laughs>